Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Empowered Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Peel. I'm a holistic adventure coach and a pharmacist. I love outdoor adventure and my dog, Fitzroy. In 2012, I walked into the Grand Canyon for a 42-mile thru-hike, and 28 hours later, emerged with swollen, blistered feet, a broken spirit, and a fear of living adventurously. Ultimately, this experience woke me up and inspired me to run an Ironman, climb to 18,000 feet in the Himalayas, and return to the 42-mile Grand Canyon rim-to-rim-to-rim hike. This show is about helping you live your best adventure-inspired life. It's about finding a balance between stretching ourselves and being content and grateful each day. Every week, I will share adventures, insights, and tips to empower you to step into your own adventure-inspired life and unleash your inner strength. I started the show because I'm passionate about cultivating grit, growth, and gratitude, but I also need a community to encourage that growth a lifeline to lean on when things get tough, something to remind me that I'm not alone and to help me rise again. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and are empowered to step into your best adventure-inspired life. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to this mini episode, Master Your Mind with Intention Setting in Three Simple Steps. So we are going to get into, you know, what is it? What is mastering your mind? Why it's important? in those three simple steps. But before I do, I want to share the story of my post Grand Canyon experience. So in the trailer episode, episode zero, hiking to the edge of my comfort zone, I talk about my first experience into endurance hiking, which was this 28 hour consecutive 28 hour like death march suffer fest of hiking rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. This 42-mile Sufferfest was really what it was. And I, you know, I destroyed my feet. I wore the wrong shoes. I had never been in a situation where I had to depend on other people to get me out safely. And I remember coming back, you know, after this trip, and I didn't have much PTO, so like I immediately go back to work the next day after having like very little sleep over the past three days. And I go into work and I'm, I'm literally wheeled in on a wheelchair because it's painful to walk. I cannot wear shoes for about a week. My feet are just absolutely destroyed. And my work colleagues were like, you need to go to the doctor. Like they need to, he needs to look at your feet. And so I went to the doctor that day and you know, I'm just exhausted. I haven't had much sleep and my feet are fine. I did have like some nerve, like temporary nerve damage, but you know, physically I of course recovered, but I remember the doctor asking me, he's like, are you okay? Like, like mentally, emotionally, he's like people that go through something like this, they, they can't experience PTSD. And when he said that, I was like, oh no, I'm fine. I just need, I just need sleep. 
and I did need sleep, but I think I did have a little bit of PTSD because over the next, you know, four or five months or so, it did take me a while to really process what, what happened. And I was reliving what happened. I had trouble sleeping at times, or I would wake up in the middle, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, kind of, you know, panicked a little bit and worried. And I, you know, was worried, I guess I I didn't want to put my family in the situation to worry about me. You know, I didn't, it was a really scary just experience when I was able to kind of get some space as I was processing it, all those difficult feelings came up in addition to like the physical suffering during the actual hike. And, you know, I had booked a trip with my friend Allison to Kilimanjaro. So the, I got back from the Grand Canyon in June, and then we had planned to go to Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa the following February. And I put my down payment down. I was, I was going, but after this Grand Canyon experience, it just, it freaked me out so much. I canceled my Kilimanjaro trip and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not in a space that I can go. You know, I'm, I don't know that I'm, I don't want to put myself in a situation like this again. And so I was really dealing with a lot of, you know, fear and just processing feelings that were coming up with that. And, you know, something, I finally came to the realization and conclusion that, you know, I could either live life within my comfort zone and the safety net the safety circle box, whatever, or I can push the edge. I can get outside the edge of my comfort zone, not to do something, you know, reckless or anything like that, but just, you know, learning, educating myself and, you know, challenging myself, pushing, pushing the edge of my comfort zone, because there's so much growth and in that space, you don't, you don't grow within your comfort zone. And so I, after kind of processing those things, I wound up kind of my next big adventure is I wound up signing for an Ironman. And, you know, after I went, I I did my Ironman and I, I wound up going back to the Grand Canyon and had a much better experience. You know, I had a lot of, I took a lot of the learnings that I had and adjusted and went back and, and I've gone back several times since then. And it's, you know, this experience propelled me, you know, I've been to the Himalayas and hiked to 18,000 feet on a mountaineering trip. And, you know, it's just, it's opened up so many doors and I don't regret any of it. I am so glad I had this experience because it kind of opened my eyes to what is possible. And a, a big part of that is our mindset, which brings me back to the topic of this episode, which is master your mind. So our, our beliefs create thoughts, our thoughts create feelings, our feelings create actions and habits, and our habits create our life, our experience. There is a quote by Scott Lewis. He says, the mind is powerful and you have more control than you think. So why is this important? Our mind impacts the quality of our life. Directly, our thoughts create our life. So you can be physically healthy in the doing of all the things, eating right, exercising. But if mentally you are not kind or compassionate to yourself or directing your thoughts, this creates your own internal suffering. 
Again, our thoughts create feelings, those feelings create actions, and those actions create our life experience. And if mentally, internally, or externally, if we're whining, if we're complaining, if we're worrying, our nervous system becomes addicted to that. It really, our body releases dopamine in response to that. And so we can become addicted to complaining, to whining, to worrying. And this, I forgot to mention, this mini episode is inspired by Tony Robbins' new book, Life Force. And it's, it's a phenomenal book. It's like literally an encyclopedia. I haven't read it all cover to cover. I've just kind of taken it by different chapters that I find interesting. And so this episode is inspired by that book. And in this book, he talks about a question. He says, you know, to give you some perspective, I want to ask you the question. If you had two weeks to live, two weeks left to live, how would you spend your time? Would you spend it worrying, complaining, regretting, or would you spend it loving, laughing, and enjoying the time you do have left? Contemplating death on a regular basis, it can be a healthy practice. It's a little taboo in the Western culture. I think Eastern culture has maybe culturally a better, healthy relationship with it. Uh, in episode 16 with Angarad Mortaboy. It's uh, snowboarding, how to have a healthy relationship with life and death. We, we talk about that. She's in Japan snowboarding and living her best life. And we, we, she talks about that experience and that, that part of the Japanese culture. But contemplating death and, and really thinking about it, like zooming out, it gives you perspective. Like if you're, if you're in the weeds, like it's hard to see, but if you can kind of breathe and create space and, and okay, if this is, if this is my last week or two, like, would I be worrying about this? Probably not. So I also want to talk about, I can't, so I'm a, you know, I'm a pharmacist. So I've got to talk about this other aspect of the mindset, which is the placebo effect. So this is an example of your mindset at work. It's, this is so fascinating to me. And even like in pharmacy school, I will say like, we kind of I don't know. I get maybe just for speaking for me personally, it's like, okay, the placebo effect, you kind of roll your eyes like, okay, it didn't work. It's just, oh, the placebo effect. Like, but really there's a lot of, there's a lot there because if the placebo works, that's your mind. That's the, that's the power of your mind. That's huge. Like, so, okay. So a placebo is essentially, it's a sugar pill or it's an inactive therapy that's used to compare a therapy's effectiveness, whether it's a drug or a surgery or some type of intervention. So you compare like an active medication or an intervention to an inactive therapy, to that sugar pill, to the placebo, to see if it works in the body. And there are many stories of cancer patients and late stage disease shifting into remission and their cancer is gone. So I didn't know this until I was reading Tony's Tony Robbins' book, Life Force, but the placebo effect was actually discovered in World War II by an anesthesiologist, Dr. Henry Beecher, who ran out of morphine, which is it's a pain, it's a pain medication. And in an effort to ease a soldier's pain, his nurse injected saline or salt water into the soldier 
but told him he was getting morphine. The cool thing that happened was that the saline actually soothed the soldier's pain and he did not go into shock. So Dr. Beecher later, he helped pioneer what today we have controlled clinical trials for evaluating new medicine after the war. So what what does this tell us? So our minds can heal us or on the flip side, they can make us sick as well. I want to tell this story. So Tony Robbins talks about this in his book, Life Force, but this was, I had not heard of this story before either. And this is fascinating. So I wanted to share it here, but he talks about this person, this man, Norman Cousins. He wrote the book, Anatomy of Illness. So he talks about, so this guy, Norman has been to Tony Robbins, like, you know, his, you know, epic uh, conferences that he has and or his events and he this guy walked on fire so this is this is norman cousins so but norman he tells the story about the power of your mind so there was a time there was a football game in la and a few people came down with symptoms of food poisoning and the doctor who treated them concluded that they all had coca-cola from one of the two dispensing machines by the stands and so he wondered, he was like, okay, this is a common commonality. So he wondered if the soda syrup had, had been contaminated or maybe the machine's copper piping had corroded. But before he, they could really pinpoint the cause, he didn't want anyone else to be exposed. So he went on the public, like the PA system, and described the symptoms of the sick people and warned everybody in the stadium not to drink any more Coca-Cola. So within minutes, the entire football stadium became a sea of just like, they were all throwing up. They were all vomiting. Even people who had not gone to the soda machine. And there wound up being, they said, five ambulances going back and forth to bring people to a nearby hospital. And later that day when they, you know, uh, evaluated the Coca-Cola, they found out there was actually nothing poisonous in the Coca-Cola machines. Nothing poisonous. And as soon as the people got the news, the folks in the hospital, they stopped throwing up. There was nothing wrong with them. And Norman Cousins, he, he calls this a mass-induced hypnosis, which is like an acute physical reaction caused completely by a person's mind. Like, I'm, this is this is incredible to me. I mean, our mindset is so powerful. And our outer world is a reflection of our inner world, our mindset. So if we're the creator of our external experiences, we this is this is incredibly empowering. So I want to get into how like. And the, the three simple steps, how can we do this? So the first step is focus or intention setting. What is your intention? So we have the power to decide what to focus on. We can focus on that silver lining, even in challenging situations. And I'm, I'm, this is a reminder to myself too. Our intentions are powerful messages that Send a signal throughout your entire body. And what you focus on, it appreciates. 
what you appreciate appreciates. So if you focus on the silver lining, your body, your physical body literally feels better. If you feel better, then you show up differently in every situation and relationship. You're more confident, you're more radiant, and everybody can feel this. Everybody that you're around, even if they can't necessarily like articulate it, maybe like it's, it's contagious. But if you focus on worst case scenario, then as we heard on the Norman cousin story, like it can literally make yourself feel sick. So we can always choose what to focus on. So the first step again is set an intention and set it in the present tense with a positive tone. So a couple of examples Just to start with, an intention could be, I am at ease. I intend to enjoy the peace I create within myself. I intend to look for the blessing within this challenge. Okay. Second step is the meaning we make or the emotions we create. So the meaning someone makes about what happened to them is more meaningful than the content of what actually happened to them. I'm going to say it again. The meaning someone makes about what happened to them is more meaningful than the content of what happened to them. So this directly controls the quality of your life. You create your own happiness or own suffering. So is this a punishment or is this a challenge? Is this an opportunity to grow? What is that silver lining? So it's like, you know, looking back at the Grand Canyon, like this could be a horrible experience and I'm never doing anything like this again. And I'm never, you know, going to push myself physically, mentally, and I'm just going to like stay safe and play small. And because this was like physically caused a lot of pain and mental anguish or like, okay, what can I learn from this? I learned, well, choose better footwear. I have a better idea of how to, how to train for it, how to, what nutrition and fluids. I learned a lot about that and also mindset too. So the meaning we make. Sustain faith longer than you think you have to. I'm saying this for me too, (laughs) talking to myself here as well. Sustain faith longer than you think you have to. Okay. So step three is action. The habits we take. This sounds simple enough, but this third step heavily depends on those first two steps. So take inspired action. So again, this step doesn't happen without huge impact from the first two. And what I mean by this is if you come from a place of anger or of defeat, you're going to take action from that space. On the flip side, if you come from a place of curiosity, of playfulness, of confidence, of fun, you're going to take action from that space. And those two action steps can look completely different. Our challenges are our greatest gifts. What you've gone through and grown from are solutions for other people. 
I there's a, a Victor Frankel quote that I want to share. And he says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies growth and our freedom. Okay, so I want to recap the three simple steps. The first one is intention setting and focus. We do have the power to decide what to focus on, to focus on that silver lining. And the meaning we make, the emotions we create. Is this an opportunity to grow? Is this a challenge? Our body reacts to how, how we feel. And if you, if you literally, if you focus on that silver lining, that positive, those things that you're grateful for, your body can literally feel better. And when you're feeling better, so the third step is actions or habits, that inspired action. So again, if you come from a place of anger or defeat, you take action from that space. So choose to come from a place of curiosity, of playfulness, and take action from that space. Okay, so action steps for the week. What is your, what intention are you going to set for yourself for the week? And what action step, simple action step can you take that will have the maximum impact on your mindset for this week? All right, that's all that I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want you to know that I'm here to support you. So if there's a question you have or a way I can support you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Haley's Comments 310 or connect with me at haleyscomments.com. I'll be dropping episodes each week and I'm excited to hear from you. I'll talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy, I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care, and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.